Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am a personal transformation specialist. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we are going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming Confidently You. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back for another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey and I am very excited and honored to be talking to you today about that one time I had a major vulnerability hangover. And if you don't know what a vulnerability hangover is, not to worry because I'm going to tell you all about it. So, Let's talk about vulnerability and this whole phenomenon and concept of what this is. So first of all, I'd like to say a huge shout out to Brene Brown. Brene Brown is who introduced me to the importance of this topic and it has honestly been fueling my entrepreneurial journey and even this podcast about embracing vulnerability. So I'm very excited to share that with you today and share her insights and wisdom and how I have learned from them. So Brene Brown is a qualitative research in the field of sociology, and she's dedicated about 10 plus years to studying vulnerability in people. Um, She's also who introduced me to the concept of a vulnerability hangover, and she talks about this in her TED Talks, which is how I listen to Brene Brown. You can find her on YouTube. Her TED Talks are phenomenal, honestly earth-shattering and life-changing. I highly recommend that you check her out. You can follow her on Instagram or even just Googling Brene Brown. I am sure you are to find some juicy goodness from her and soak up all of her knowledge. So, I want to talk about how I experienced this vulnerability hangover and how I uh, gained some particular insight after experiencing it. So, in January, I hosted my very first workshop with my business. So, it was called the Identity Evolution Workshop, and it was basically a compilation of my life work. And much like this podcast is. It's a compilation of my wisdom, my knowledge, my life work, the things I'm putting in my book, etc. And again, like this podcast, I opened up that workshop by sharing my story. So in case you haven't heard my story, 
please go and check out episode one. I share my story with you and the power of your story. And my story, you know, like that required me to be really vulnerable and took some courage and a willingness to be seen and share that side of myself with people and just accept that it can be except that I I don't have control over how it's going to be taken by other people. And in the moment when I was sharing my story, like in my workshop, so I had 19 people in this workshop. In the moment, I felt courageous. But afterward, you know, later that night and the next day, I felt a major pitfall in my emotional disposition. I began to feel shame and embarrassment and fear. I was thinking, what are these people going to think of me when I share this deeply personal and controversial side of me? What are they going to think? Well, newsflash, this is the vulnerability hangover. When you have these feelings of fear and uncomfortable feelings that arise when you are deeply seen by other people and you put yourself out there. It's like you second guess yourself like, should I have said this? Should I have done this? Get those questions about what people are going to think of you. Now, the old me, before I before I embarked on this crazy healing journey, the old me would have mentally and spiritually ran away from those uncomfortable feelings. This would have looked like binge drinking on alcohol or binge eating and then purging or not eating at all or seeking out sex from people that I didn't know just to give myself a sense of validation. You name it. There are so many ways that we disguise our feelings of discomfort, to run away from those feelings of discomfort. I'm sure that you can relate to me. I, I, I think that this is something that most people go through in at some point in their lives, some more than others, but at some point, we all try to run away from some sort of a uncomfortable feeling. But here's what I've learned about vulnerability. Thanks to Brene Brown and through my own experiences after obtaining this wisdom from Brene Brown. About vulnerability is that we as humans are neurologically and neurobiologically neurobiologically, wow, that's a word, neurobiologically programmed for connection. It's why we are here. And in order to connect, and I'm talking about true, meaningful connection. In order to connect, we have to be willing to be seen by other people. And I mean deeply seen by other people. That means showing those imperfections about ourselves. It's showing that true, honest, authentic, genuine side of yourself and accepting that 
you don't have control over how that person is going to take that in about you. And that's okay. It's it's uncertain. It's having a willingness to go through with that despite not knowing the outcome. That willingness to be seen. It's I love how Brene Brown says this. She says it's it's the willingness to say I love you first. It's the willingness to go in for the kiss or to ask that person out or to initiate sex with your partner or to apply for that job or to go for that entrepreneurial pursuit or to create that art piece. These are all forms of vulnerability and a form of being seen, about being deeply seen and not knowing how it's going to turn out. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, joy, joy being a big one for me in my line of work. Creativity, belonging, innovation, and change. This is what embracing vulnerability gifts to us. And I think most importantly, my biggest takeaway from Benet Brown because this is something that I deeply experienced in my life, you cannot selectively numb emotions. What that means is if you suppress or ignore or numb those uncomfortable feelings such as shame, embarrassment, fear, etc., if you numb those emotions, you also numb joy, love, happiness. There is no selection because you cannot selectively numb emotion. So previously, when I back to me experiencing this vulnerability hangover. Previously, I would have numbed these feelings of shame and embarrassment and fear. I would have wallowed and likely not resurfaced for over a week. So that would have been me going into myself and letting go of any sort of extroversion. I wouldn't have socialized. I would have drank. I would have had problems with food. I wouldn't have gotten out of bed. I wouldn't have exercised, etc. You name it. That's me wallowing, right? And it would have taken me like a week to get out of that. But now, now I know better. Now I lean into the discomfort. I know that if I silence my shame, I also silence my joy. And joy is how I follow my intuition. I'm lost without joy because joy is my compass. And if you don't allow yourself to feel shame and therefore feel joy, this is how you can find yourself stuck when you're stuck in life and you don't know where to go next. It's because you are disconnected from yourself. 
I know that it's hard to feel those uncomfortable feelings, but when you don't feel them, you disconnect from yourself and you also disconnect your source of love and joy. So during this vulnerability hangover, I chose to lean into my discomfort. And I'm going to tell you how by referencing my journal entry from that day. I started brainstorming what it is that I felt quote unquote ashamed of and allow me to grab my journal here for you. So I wrote out that I felt ashamed of my mind. Okay, now looking back on this, it seems a little bit silly to me, but in the moment, of course, I need to respect and honor where I was at that part of my journey, which was only a few weeks ago. But at that point, I felt ashamed of my mind because of what it had produced and chosen to do and share those parts of myself with other people. I felt ashamed and embarrassed of my passion and worried about how it would be received by other people. I felt afraid of my mission. Was I worthy of fulfilling this mission that I have about helping people achieve freedom, optimize their lives by building confidence? I felt ashamed of my willingness to be vulnerable. Who am I to share this with other people and to think that I can inspire people by sharing my story with them? Who am I? Who am I to do that? And lastly, I was embarrassed by my shame, oddly enough. But then... After writing these feelings out, I then reframed this shame as gratitude. Because if I can feel shame and deeply feel shame and fear and embarrassment, then I also have the capacity to feel gratitude. So when I read this journal entry, I don't actually have this written as, I am shameful of my mind, I'm shameful of my passion. I actually have this written out as, today I am grateful for my mind, my passion, my mission, my willingness to be vulnerable, and I'm grateful for my shame. Because as it turns out, the things that I was ashamed of are also the things that fuel my personal power. And these are things that make me beautiful and unique and worthy of connection and what actually help me to connect with people. And when I went through this exercise in my journal, I actually began to believe it. There's something so therapeutic about, you know, putting pen to paper and writing out your feelings. And because sometimes you do feel that disconnection from yourself. And to be able to write things out helps you establish that connection better with yourself. So when I went through this exercise, I began to believe it. I began to believe that I am grateful for my mind, my passion, my mission, etc., and I thought, what do these quote-unquote shameful things say about me? Because there's always two sides to every coin. And I wrote these out as affirmations. I, after years of, of inner development, 
this is how I've trained my brain to work is that, you know, things, my thoughts tend to come out in the form of affirmations. So when I looked at these things that I was embarrassed, ashamed, and afraid of about my mind, my passions, my mission, my willingness to be vulnerable, I actually realized that if I can be grateful for these things, then there is a positive spin on all of these things. And I began to find myself writing, I am inspiring. I am genuine. I am courageous. And lastly, I am confident. Because when I utilize these tools that I have, my mind, my passion, my mission, my vulnerability, these are tools that I have. And they do inspire people. And they do speak to my genuinity. They do speak to my courage. And when I use these tools, they do make me confident. So I have some reflective questions that I would like to ask you. Are you lacking joy, love, connection, creativity? Be vulnerable with yourself. Be willing to be uncomfortable with yourself. Lean into those shadow feelings. Unearth them. Feel them. Have the courage to feel those uncomfortable feelings. And then let them go. And then lavish in the peace that is going to come to you when you go through this experience. Feel that liberation that comes when you have personal freedom. Maybe do an exercise like I did. I'm a very like writing, kinesthetic type of person where writing in a journal, it, it just always helps me. Even though I it might not even make sense when you write it out, that doesn't matter. It's the process of going through that therapeutic exercise that is so liberating, honestly. And lastly, I want to leave you with this quote from Brene Brown from her uh, vulnerability TED Talk. She says, as it turns out, we can't practice compassion for others unless we treat ourselves kindly. So fill up your cup. Overfill it, actually, is what I encourage you to do. Overfill your cup. Give yourself all the love you are so worthy and deserving of all of the self-love. And then once you overfill your cup, allow it to spill over and share that love with other people. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want to remind you that I do have a free gift offering. If you subscribe and submit a review for this podcast and take a screenshot and submit those screenshots to amber at confidentlyyou.ca, email them. I will then in return send you a free guided meditation to help you overcome limiting beliefs in your life. It truly helps me if you subscribe, download, 
write a review. It truly helps me spread and share my mission with more people so that we can all love ourselves and then love other people more. Again, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting you with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.